Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3. In my previous episode, we have learned that when the soul is stirred, abused or neglected, it complains. It causes us to experience pain, emptiness, meaningless, vague depression, loss of values, yearnings for personal fulfillment, as well as hunger for spirituality. No human being can escape the voice of a soul in neglect. This voice travels everyone across the religious and traditional identities. It is more like a smoke alarm of a building about to perish in flames. I pray that we do not reach a state of flames by ignoring this precious alarm. The focus of this episode is care of the soul. This episode seeks to respond and honor the voice in the wilderness. The wilderness of neglect. I have been very careful in my choice of words in reference to the soul because there are some innate truths about the subject. For an example, I say care of the soul and not cure of the soul. You see, friends, in psychology and psychotherapy, the word cure is acceptable. But that language does not apply to care of the soul. The whole notion of cure is about fixing, changing, adjusting, making healthy, improving, and restoring. It is about the ideal and the ultimate perfection. Whereas, in the care of the soul, the intention is not to fix, not to change, but to be attentive to that which was neglected. In soul care, we cultivate, enjoy, tend, and participate with the soul itself. Our souls are always in the constant state of grace. And caring for the soul is the awareness of such grace. I have mentioned in my previous episode that we shall use images to gain greater access to the nature and the needs of the soul. Let us liken our souls with a garden. The soil is always ready for cultivation, and so is our souls. We know if we cultivate the soil accordingly, we shall reap its harvest. We also do know that our neglect of the soil will not stop the soil from its capabilities. Let's look at some basic necessities of maintaining a garden. 
treating the soil. One of the basic steps in maintaining a healthy garden is to treat its soil. The soil degrades over time and needs to be refreshed often. Our souls too can degrade over time because of neglect or ignorance. We must refresh and replace the nutrients of our soul. Also, the soul needs manure. We all know manure is waste and it stinks. Therefore, friends, our dark past and weaknesses do not prevent us from participating with the soul. Instead, the soul uses the dumps of our past ignorance to further enrich the quality of the soul. Mulching the garden is another important step of maintaining a healthy garden. Mulching is a process of covering the soil in between the plants on the ground to reduce evaporation, maintain good soil temperature, prevent erosion, control weeds, enrich the soil, or keep the fruit clean. Therefore, the progress and the work done in cultivating the soil must be protected. We have a responsibility to prevent anything that threatens our hope, goals, and sanity. Weeds may come in a form of toxic people and environments. It must take a huge struggle for the weeds to enter our garden. Fertilizing your garden is another method of keeping it healthy. We fertilize the garden in order to replenish lost nutrients. Fertilizers provides a garden with food. So too, we need soul food. In the next episode, we shall explore the language of the soul as one of its stable food. Clean your gardening tools. Dirty gardening tools are no good for the garden. They can spread diseases from an infected plant to a healthy one. It is important, therefore, friends, that whatever tool we use in our garden of our souls be clean and free from disease. It is through the confession of our shortcomings, the forgiveness of oneself and others, and penance, that we are able to keep our tools clean. Destroy the weeds. Weeds are garden killers, period. Weeds are smart, and their intention is to suffocate the root and harbor pets. They take up space, nutrition, and resources that our garden could be using to grow crops. Therefore, there should be no place for weeds in our garden. Weeds are like toxic people disguised as loved ones. They attach closer to the plant as if they care, yet they suffocate the plant's inborn willingness to grow. 
We must also remember that some weeds are very difficult to destroy. And caution should be taken when dealing with such. However, as a rule of thumb, all weeds must be eradicated in our gardens. This means that tendering our garden will have to come with tough and decisive actions. Protect from animals. We have animals out there who are after our gardens and they will do everything to destroy our labor of love. So friends, set up a barrier around your garden bed to keep heavy voles and other garden pests from destroying your plants. But remember not to block the direct sunlight with your barriers. We must protect our souls from animals by setting barriers. Barriers are good for the soul, provided they do not block the sunlight from shining through. The voice of reason is the sunlight that informs our barriers. Lastly, water your garden. Water is a vehicle of nutrients and sugars from the soil to the plants. Plants suffer severely if there is a shortage of water and they can die. Without enough water, plant growth slows down and be susceptible to infections and pathogens. Water in a soul garden is prayer. Without prayer, our garden will not grow and will eventually die. Our souls love prayer. They delight in the sweet hour of prayer. Like water transporting nutrients to the rest of the plant, so is our hopes and wishes being taken to God, the Waymaker. Therefore, prayer is a lifeline for us who are tendering gardens. It is not an option. While prayer may water the garden, it is only grace that grows the plants. You see, friends, grace is always sufficient. What we need to do is to tender our gardens skillfully so we may receive this means of grace. Like in any neighborhood, the more people tender their front gardens, the spectacular the suburb. Same as, if everyone neglected their part, it leaves less to be desired. We must accept, however, we cannot force anybody to tend their gardens. It is a personal choice whether to respond to this ever-flowing grace or not. And as a matter of warning, once you begin to embark in this spiritual journey, avoid recruiting others. Like I said, we cannot force anybody to tend their garden. Because if we do, we will frustrate both the garden, which is the soul, and the tender. Thank you for listening to this podcast series, The Pilgrimage of the Soul. The next episode is The Language of the Soul.